Good afternoon, chair boys and chair girls. Welcome to the unofficial Wickham Warriors podcast. It's been an interesting one yesterday, wasn't it? It was a mixture of nerves and excitement. I think there's always a bit of a buzz when we play a club like Sunderland. You know, former Premier League team, like you know, they still think they're they still think they're the dogs' bollocks, as it were. Um, they still think they can do all this, but I mean. Teams like us, even other teams in this league, show that, you know, you want to get out of this league. It is a mission. It is a jungle. You've got to get through it. And for me, yesterday was a bit of a... It was entertaining, but it was also very nervous. Like, it was 2-2. We're bowling up. We're bowling up to those last minutes of play. When they scored, I thought, game over. I can't see us getting a late equaliser here. And then, bam, we did. I was a, I was completely shocked, and you know I do get where a lot of people are coming from. Do not leave a game early. Never leave a game early. Never say right. I've had enough. I'm going home. Never never say that. Never do that because it will come back, and it it will come back and it will bite you because you'll you'll regret doing that. You'll and it will just be you'll just be like why did I do that. Anyway, let's dive straight into the game, shall we? A question I've been asking myself, having a look at the having a look at the highlights, was: Is Stockdale at fault for two of the three goals? Partially or fully? I don't know. I think I think I, I'm a bit concerned. I say partially, definitely on the first one because they the uh, the players held back and allowed the Sunderland player to put the ball in, and for Stewart. Stewart to get on the end of it, but I feel like if Stockdale reacted that minute quicker, he could have minute second. Sorry, he could have saved that, and it's a different story. But he didn't, and unfortunately, it came off the crossbar and went in. So the third one, I don't know why he came out for. I really don't. Honestly, I don't know why he chose to come out for on that one. It was stupid. I think he just panicked. To be honest, he just panicked and thought it was the right thing to do but we were all looking at one with that that ball was just rolling we thought that's gonna we were like oh please go past the post and it went in and was like, oh. when that happened for me though i thought game over i thought game over we're not going to come back but of course this is wickham of course don't we had, the players have a habit of proving us the fans who maybe that little bit less confidence thinking nope that's it it's game over and the neutrals that you know, we can come back and do this. And uh, Jacobson stepped up and he potted in the rebound. So it was brilliant. It was really good. However, so it's two and two for Sam Vokes. I've been very impressed with him these past few games. Uh, possession 44, shots 15, eight on target, three corners. Different story. Uh, 12 fouls. To me, the fouls part, the ref had a shocker. It was awful. It was really bad. Um, like I say, it's coming into questions again. I have actually submitted an email to the EFL asking why the referees in League 1 and League 2 in particular aren't professional because they're not. Anyone who says they are, they're lying because I've had it confirmed that they're not professional. So that isn't right. And the EFL needs to stamp on that straight away. It's something they probably should have stamped on years ago. 
but we know the EFL, they're always like in three, four years behind the Premier League in terms of acting, aren't they? So kind of says something, really. Uh, the EFL, for all of you who don't know this, the EFL did get back to me regarding games uh, postponed because of COVID. Apparently, they're fully encouraging clubs to get their players and staff vaccinated and if they've already been double vaccinated getting them boosted as well to be honest i haven't seen the efl release a statement or or anything like that to be honest have you i know here at wickham we're getting our players vaccinated but what about the rest of the rest of the league what about the rest of the clubs are they getting their players vaccinated it, it, it kind of sort of unheals like a a question mark really done it on what is ha- on what is happening so we've kind of got to address that one and see what happens like i say though the ref in that game was awful he was not brilliant at all i feel like we should have had a penalty in that one definitely we should have had the penalty how it wasn't a penalty i don't know this is what i mean like there was even, even the linesman on on the left hand side to the terrace like every everyone was going at him saying like I think there was once or twice where they got someone got the ball on the opposite side and they were offside. And he was like, No, they're not offside, play on. And it was like and we were all shouting to him going, He's offside. And in the build up to Sunderland's equaliser, the ball went out of play. We all saw it. The ball went out of play and should have been a Sunderland throw. And for some reason the Lino thought he kept the ball in play. So I don't know about that one. And Hammond had a goal that was disallowed, apparently because, I don't know, maybe because he, he shoved him, he pushed him or whatever, but he didn't. He shrugged him off and he put the ball in the net. It was only, I feel, it was only after Hammond put the ball in the net, the ref decided to pull it back for the foul. You can't do that. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. If the ball's in the net, it's a goal. If you make a foul there, if it's a foul there and then, you blow the whistle. You don't wait like five seconds and then decide, oh, yeah, it's a foul. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. And I've also raised the question on VAR. Like we talk, we joke about it a lot. Um, and of course, we talk about it. I mean, a lot of people say it would be a mistake bringing it into the EFL. I do agree with that on many fronts because you would then notice the amount of decisions that are going to VAR that are being overturned. Would it be the right thing? Would it be the wrong thing? Who knows? So I have raised concerns with that with the EFL over that and we'll see what happens. As regards to how the rest of January looks, it is a heavy it is a heavy month, it is heavy days for for Gareth Ainsworth and the team. Of course we're one game, one game down, but we've got two local rivals coming up in th- in uh, in three weeks. Of course, we've got Bolton midweek, and then of course it's the big one for me. It is the big one because uh, those people from just down the M40 o- Oxford are coming, so that is going to be a big ask for that for Wickham. But hopefully, we can rise to the occasion. We can get down there, we can get behind them, and hopefully, everything will be fine. Um, the question for me coming into these games, though, is, of course, yes, we've got Bolton midweek. Can the essential players remain fit and remain safe? Because, of course, we've had a few COVID cases come up recently. Just, well, 
uh, in the past couple of days, like, of course, because Dobson wasn't there, Blooms wasn't there, I think also McCarthy wasn't there either because of COVID. So it raises the question here of can these players, the essential players remain fit and remain safe for the upcoming games? That is a big, big question. I mean, I think if I was Ainsworth, I would have said that. I would say, look, make sure you stay safe for the next few games. You know, test yourself regularly when you can. And hopefully you'll be fine. Uh, believe it or not, there after today, after yesterday's game, there is only 11 home games left this season. Doesn't seem like a lot, does it? So, like I say, they're taking this... The uh, Richard Dobson, after the Charlton game, said... There is no important month. It is just we take each game as it comes and we just got to keep going with it, which I fully understand. You've got to do that. You really have to do that. And, of course, with the Sunderland game, we were all on eggshells all week waiting for the announcement, if the game was on, if the game was off. Luckily, we had no announcement. And so, and Sunderland managed to fulfil the game. They obviously recalled a few players. They had to do a lot of things. But, a rumour reached me that if you have four players positive for COVID, you have the right to call the game off. To me, it should not be up to the clubs. It should be up to the EFL. If the EFL see fit to call the game off, they should let them. It should not be the clubs saying, yep, yeah, game postponed, we're not playing it because we haven't got the players. It should be up to the EFL. The EFL just needs to grasp hold of this situation and sort it because it's not right for that situation. So we'll see what happens there. As regards to yesterday's game, I feel I feel like the score we put out it was a very very attacking squad. A question for you all out there is: Anis Mometi sort of Wickham's version of Paul Gascoigne? Hear me out. Hear me out. Think about it. He just sort of like I, I mean, granted, I never really saw Gascoigne play, but in the clips I've seen, like he's not afraid to take players on. He's not afraid to run with the ball, the same as Gascoigne used to do. So, is he like our version of Paul Gascoigne sort of thing? I don't know, but you know, I think since he burst onto the scene last season, him him in every game, I've loved him. You know, just he's brilliant. You know, he you could give him the ball, he could come up against like a six foot centre back. He's up. Like, I'll take you on, come on. And, you know, he tries to go past them, which, which is fair play. You do what you want to do. I hope if Gareth can, by next Saturday, obviously after the Bolton game, next Saturday he can go ahead with that same that same team for the Oxford game, hopefully. But we'll see what happens between now and then, of course, because seven days is a long time in terms of football. Like, you know, sometimes the gap between home games can seem longer than that. I mean... This is our first home game in what nearly a month. It was yesterday. That was that was almost felt to me like the season had been suspended for some reason. You just sort of like felt like when you woke up on Boxing Day and and got a home game to go to. Brilliant. But it is what it is. So we cracked on. Um, as regards to everything that went on yesterday, the game. I think we did all right, but it's this constant backing off. It's this constant letting these players gain ground. They shouldn't be doing that. And I hope Gareth and the coaching staff are stamping down on that on the training ground. Like, if they did that, if I was Ainsworth, I'd be going ballistic at half-time in the, tra- 
change around. I'd throw a chair across the room if there was a chair to get the point across. I'd be like, stop backing off of these players. Seriously. Because you're letting them gain ground. You're allowing them to put the ball in the box and potentially score a goal. They need to stop doing that. That is the big flaw for me. As regards to JJ, of course, yes, he scored the winner. Brilliant. Loved it. Uh, the winner, equaliser, sorry. He scored the equaliser. Brilliant. I loved it. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is is in January, I think I've mentioned this once or twice before, is it not worth bringing in a backup in case Jacobson gets injured? Just a, someone a bit, not saying JJ, I'm saying, you know, I respect JJ, you know, he's what, he's 34, 35 now. He still feels like he can do do everything he can do. You know, he still thinks he can go toe-to-toe with a, um, like a, pacey 21-year-old winger. So, fair play to him for doing that. But I'm saying, is it? do you reckon we could do... I'm asking you, Chairboys fans, do you reckon we could do with a young left-back as a replacement in case of injury and maybe just it's the late in the lateness of the game, we're winning 1-0, you know, bring on a pacey full-back just to maybe, like, get back quick enough, shut the game out. I'm not saying JJ can't do that anymore. No, don't get me wrong. I love Joe Jacobson. He's brilliant player. He's been a brilliant servant of the football club. But I'm saying, is it worth having a replacement on the bench? That's all I'm saying. Um, To be honest, for me, in re- in previous games, I don't know about Charlton, of course. I don't know about that. But I have noticed, I, to be honest, noticed a big improvement on the pitch. Attacking-wise, because, well, number one, McCarthy wasn't there. Of course, we hope McCarthy's well, of course, because, I mean, we all know what it's like to have COVID. Those who've had it, of course. Um, touch wood, I haven't, but, like, I imagine you feel, like, isolated because you're in self-isolation and no one, like, no one wants to talk to you, like, not even text you even, probably, I don't know. But what I will say is it was more attacking, it was more better balls into the box, like the the build up to the second goal in the corner, like I was watching Gareth McCleary taking that corner. That was a peach of a ball we put in. It was brilliant. And tell you another thing, they were switching the play a lot more. The balls were brilliant. They're noticing like a beater on the left hand side. Well, on their left hand side, just he's there. Pop the ball to him. It wasn't so much over the top stuff, was it? So that was brilliant. And of course, we did have that injury which delayed the game. Of course. I was quite surprised that that should have been a drop ball. Sunderland should have given the ball back to us because we had the ball and it was an attacking chance. But the ref said, nope, we're playing on. And Ross Stewart comes up to do the aerial battle with Anthony Stewart, which was not right. The ref should have said, no, it's a drop ball. You've got to give him the ball back. Um, Of course, we hope, I think Corey Evans is it. We hope he's well. Of course, he did clatter into Patterson, which... His own goalkeeper, which I imagine he literally feels terrible for now. I mean, I'd feel we'd all feel terrible if that was us, if we not knocked him out. We hope he's all right, of course. I mean, opposing player or not, you, you hope he's okay because you don't like anything bad happening to them. So hopefully that mess will be sorted out. Of course, Wheeler made a milestone the other day, of course, 100 appearances. Um Still, the standout goal for me was against MK a couple of years back in the 3-2 win. Uh, he's only five foot ten, but Gareth sees that as a crucial 
think in the style of football, Ainsworth continues to choose to play. You know, the hoof up field, you know. I mean, it is adapting, though. The, the play, I would say personally, it is adapting. And like they're starting to switch the ball a bit more. They're not doing so many completed passes in the middle of the park, though, I would say. There's a lot more ground passes, yeah, in the in the final third. But you can only really limit that until you have to put the ball in the box, I would say. But, I mean, he's, like I say, they were, he's not afraid to launch himself into an aerial battle, which is a tremendous value. And, of course, we... I hope he will play, of course. Uh, he Well, he'll probably definitely play in the Bolton game or the Oxford game, hopefully. Uh, we'll see what happens. But hoping both of those games should go ahead. Otherwise, Bolton's got to be rearranged again. Uh, hopefully, the Oxford game goes ahead as well. Hope to see you all there for that one. That'll be an interesting one. And that is it from me, pretty much. So... It was a cracking game yesterday. Free all draw. No one saw it coming. I thought one goal would decide the game. To be honest, I thought it'd be a one nil. I thought that'd be it. But I was proved wrong, and we crack on. Of course, we crack on. Uh, the one thing I will say about yesterday's game, I don't know if a lot of you have noticed it, but in the build up to Sam Vokes' goal, the Sunderland player, like he headed the ball into the goal, yes, but. The Southern player nearly got ripped his shirt off. And Farino as well, if you notice, Farino's been pulled away. So either way, if the ball didn't end up in the goal, that should have been a penalty. So, again, poor refereeing. Ref didn't see it. We'll see what happens. Like I say, I've submitted my email to the EFL. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, Touchwood, I do get a response. Uh, and you all out there will be the first to know. Thank you for listening. This has been the unofficial Wiccan Wanderers podcast. Thank you for joining.